morning, Harmony. Happy fourth birthday. Please stand in body and spirit and worship with me this morning.
trust in you, your thoughts and plans of me, they are good. I will wait on you, I know that you will see me through, and even in the darkness, you will be my light, even when I'm you will be my guide And I will not be shaken I will not be moved Even in the chaos I know that you are good Since you're the keeper Protector It is you that holds us together Whenever together you're the about this song is that it talks about being renewed and how Jesus will sometimes put us through the hardest of situations and we get crushed to our very bottom but then something new emerges from that so when you think about the creation of wine when it's being crushed and then something <laughs> miraculous comes out of that that is what he does to us in the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new wine. In the soil I now surrender, you are breaking new ground. So I yield to you to your careful hand when I trust you I don't need to understand make me your vessel make me an offering make me whatever you want me to be I can't 
are the lessons that we learn over time that are to make us be better people and to live like Jesus. Thank you for making us your vessels, for making us offerings, and for bringing new wine out of us. Just make me your vessel. Make me an offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing but all you've given me. Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Jesus, bring Amen. Good morning, everyone, and what a glorious day to worship God, praise Jesus, and just have the Holy Spirit and welcome the Holy Spirit to fill the atmosphere. Amen. And we've had an excellent start, yes, to what, to, with Melinda and the worship band just providing us with magnificent music. All right. I'm Pastor Mark with Harmony Toluca Lake, an affirming faith community. And it is a blessing to have this opportunity uh, to be with you in person. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> yes. As well as connect with those who are online and listening to the podcast. And so, by the way, today is a special occasion that it is, as uh, Harmony is the second campus of Hollywood United Methodist Church. And we're celebrating our fourth birthday. Yes. And as we celebrate, um, we're also grateful to everyone who has supported this faith community uh, during the good times, as well as those times in which we have been, uh, well, let's just say isolated, huh? And the journey is never easy, but then we were never promised that it would be easy. And so that said, during the welcome this morning, I want to focus a particular shout out of appreciation and gratitude to everyone involved with our new audiovisual technology uh, that has now been put into place and is running. Uh, and so please let me get through all the names. Yes, we're going to give us some joy. Let me get through all the names before we give a big round of applause or give that uh, joy. Um, so I'm going to start out with huge props, huge props to Marlon De Silva and David Whitaker from the Hollywood campus. They put in a ton of time and effort. In fact, they were here yesterday, and they have been on this journey from beginning to end, and also uh, giving thanks to Donna Miller. There's heartfelt thanks to our new production coordinators, the team of Irma Brito and Chris Bogarin, and as they jumped in, they jumped in right from the start and just learned the new AV system. Uh, appreciation as well as the sound team, our lead technician, Terrence Harrison, as well as Cody Hahn, and uh, to the PowerPoint team. Nick Masters, Nick has done a fantastic job, uh, Alan Leung, uh, Jason Heck, and Jewel de Guzman, and immense uh, gratitude to Harmony's leadership team as well as HUMC's Board of Trustees for assisting us and helping us along the way. In addition, I want to give a shout out to three companies, uh, Kinetic Lighting, they gave us such a great deal on all of these lights. 
uh, to Lee Davis and Trinity Contracting Concepts, who helped install uh, <laughs> everything, and Bob Sanders and One Way Electric uh, for doing a yeoman's job, for doing all of the networking and the connecting that was required. And last but not least, uh, I want to thank all of our generous uh, sponsors and donors uh, and benefactors who have made all of this possible. Uh, and so we give great thanks for the live streaming, the renovation, uh, and you have provided harmony with a way to take the good news, the gospel message of Jesus Christ beyond these doors and beyond these walls, and we are extremely grateful. So harmony, let's give out our shouts of appreciation as well as joy. All right, friends, let's take a deep breath and center ourselves for a time of more prayer that will be led by Rev. Jefferson Beaker. Let us, as the Harmony community, be in a spirit of prayer and of reflection. In the midst of this moment, this one precious moment, the only moment that matters, we turn within to connect with the ever-present divine spirit God. We allow these moments of inner reflection to flow seamlessly, one after the other as we settle into this time of prayer, a time of discovery, a time of receiving, a time of renewal. And so in this beautiful moment, we ask, how is your soul today? Think about that. It is so easy for our bodies, our spirit, and our soul to feel upended, dismayed, even discouraged as we live in these current times of flux, not knowing what may come next. Many of us are grieving a loss, loss of a loved one, a job, a focus for tomorrow. And in these times, it is natural to feel afraid and filled with anxiety. So many people are just trying to hang on and do their best. And still others may be dealing with re-entry frustration, fatigue, and anxiety as we navigate these times. These are the moments that we need to feel God's presence the most. So perhaps the best place to begin our prayer is with saying thank you to God. Thank you for not forsaking us in our times of trial. Thank you for holding us up and giving us courage and hope, direction and inspiration for how to proceed. 
May our soul be comforted and cradled in the light of God's perfect, present love now and always. And may we know we are not now and cannot ever be alone. For Spirit God is right where we are at every moment. May we always be gentle with ourselves as we move forward in faith, knowing that all we need is forever provided as we need it. Like manna from heaven, our spirits are forever fed with spirits' powerful, unconditional love. And on this beautiful birthday Sunday, we celebrate our church and its leadership, our beloved harmony, its mission, its outreach, and our wonderful, wonderful church family. For all that blesses and renews us, may we always be consciously aware of the many ways God's light leads us forward, both lovingly and mysteriously. And so it is. Amen. Well, hello. <laughs> I know, I, I get up here now and you're like, oh boy, we know what he's going to talk to us about, right? <laughs> but I'm going to switch it up on you. Today, I want to talk about stewardship. And stewardship is when we are trusted with something and we have to use that wisely. We have to, we have to give back with it. We have to use it for good. And, and a lot of the times we use it to serve God. And we, we steward a lot of things, right? We steward our time. And whether you've joined us here today in person or you're watching online, you're using your time to grow in your faith and to love on other people. And you're stewarding your time, right? We steward our finances, um, the money that God has blessed us with. And we do that, one of the many ways we do that at Harmony is through something called the Joy Box. Yay! So if you want to give to Harmony, you can give through the Joy Box. Um, I think there's a, a slide. We have a new QR code you can scan to give online. How about that? You can also go to um, Hollywood UMC and give there. You can give, if you're giving in person, there's a very secure box in the back of the room that says Joy Box, um, and you can give there. Um, but you can also give by text, and, and we steward our finances by giving back to God. But we have so many other things in this great big world that God has created that we steward. And so we have a new exciting opportunity to learn more about how we steward those and how that stewardship relates to our faith. And so if you're interested in learning how we can steward our resources and our environment and care for our planet, we have an opportunity coming up called Creation Care. And this is going to be an online group that meets on the first Monday of every month and we'll have lots of opportunities on the weekends to do service projects in person too. And if you have any questions about that, let me know, catch me after service, shoot me an email, a text, whatever you need to do. Um, but I encourage you to learn more about stewardship and about how we can use the things that God has, has uh, blessed us with to serve him and to love on others. Um, but however you steward, however you give, whatever you choose to do, do it with joy.
And now I um, would like to introduce Viviana, who's going to speak to us about a very special moment this month. Hi, everyone. I haven't been inside here in 18 months, so it's nice to be here with you today in person. Latino Heritage Month is celebrated each fall. There's so many things I could talk about, but I'm not gonna talk about food or family today, although those are two important things. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about a cinesta, which is a word for filmmaker in Spanish. This is a person I really admire. Pablo Larraín is a Chilean filmmaker, and although he's only in his 40s, he has made an impressive range of films across the gamut, exploring social outcasts, strong female characters, and injustice against women and the LGBT community while also interrogating the church and masculinity in Latin American society. You may have seen his film Jackie starring Natalie Portman as Jackie, as, I'm sorry, Natalie Portman as Jackie Kennedy a few years ago, which was an intimate portrayal filmed in an unusual style with the reporter interviewing Jackie in a way that recalled for me Princess Diana interviews. So I wasn't surprised to, to hear that Lorraine is also working on the upcoming film Spencer, a biopic with Kristen Stewart as Diana. Um, one of my favorite films of his is A Fantastic Woman, which won the 2018 Oscar for Best Foreign Film. Filmed in Spanish and set in Chile, this film tells a story of a transgender woman and what happens to her after her partner dies suddenly and how she settles affairs with his first wife and grown children. A very inspirational story of resilience, the transgender actress Daniela Vega also does her own singing in this film first in a nightclub in the film's opening, and then in a concert hall in the stunning closing shot of the film. This year, Larain produced Emma, which is spelled E-M-A, which I saw a few weeks ago at Lemley. Filmed in Valparaiso, Chile, this unusual film is a cross between a dance film and a family experiencing a tragedy. Focused on a hip-hop dance crew and the relationship between the lead dancer and her choreographer partner, this film has the best tirade against reggaeton music that I've ever heard, which had me laughing out loud. <laughs> Not all of us love reggaeton. And remember, this is a film about urban dancers, but also about the complexity of Latino identity. Finally, not that you need another show to binge on, but one of the best shows I've seen out of Latin America is Profugos, or Fugitives on HBO. Talk about an amazing high show that predates many others. A motley crew on the run throughout South America have run-ins with the law, the church, shamans, and about everything else you can think of. Thrown in, there are strong female leads, unexpected encounters with priests, and I could go on and on. You should check it out. Thanks for listening to me today. I wanted to highlight Pablo Larin and his singular talent in Latino excellence. Hope that you need Oh, if 
your sails are torn and tattered And the storm just won't cease Take hold of the hand of the Savior He's the anchor of peace He's the anchor of peace I was breaking down At the end of my road When the sweetest sound Silence the noise Oh, he's the Prince of Peace The waves know his voice So just lift your eyes And look to the Lord Cause he's walking on the water He'll calm your agency No, you don't have to look no farther He's the hope that you need Oh, if your sails are torn and tattered And the storm just won't the peaceful shore falling to the hopeless floor oh the wreckage of the fall there was no way then I saw the lighthouse I was sinking when I felt your hand you put my feet back on dry land when I was so far down love made a way out oh I thank God for the storm just won't cease take hold of the hand of the savior he's the anchor of peace oh he's the anchor of peace he's walking on the water he'll calm your agency no you don't have to look no further he's a hope that you need Thank you, Melinda, and to the worship band, and singing those magnificent songs. Yes, absolutely. Jesus is the hope we need. Uh, so just take hold of his hand, for he's the anchor of peace. Indeed, he is the anchor of peace. All right, friends, let us now center ourselves with today's scripture reading, which is going to be shared by the always wonderful Kim Hillman. Amen. Good morning, Harmony. This reading is from the gospel according to John chapter 15, verses 9 through 17. The translation is from the inclusive Bible. As my Abba has loved me, so have I loved you. Live on in my love. And you will live on in my love if you keep my commandments, just as I live on in, God, in Abba God's love and have kept God's commandments. I tell you all this, that my joy may be yours, 
and your joy may be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And you are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer speak of you as subordinates because a subordinate doesn't know a superior's business. Instead, I call you friends because I have made known to you everything I have learned from Abba God. It was not you who chose me. It was I who chose you to go forth and bear fruit. Your fruit must endure so that whatever you ask of Abba God in my name, God will give you. This command I give you, that you love one another. Word of God, words of life. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Kim. So this morning we start a new uh, sermon series called Freeing Jesus. Love that title, Freeing Jesus. It's based on the same titled book by award-winning author Diana Butler Bass. And in her book, she asks, among other questions, who might Jesus be for you, for me? Which directly ties into uh, one of the quotes that's in the opening pages of her book, and, and uh, it's a quote from Adolf Hole, H-O-L-L, and he was an Austrian Catholic uh, writer and theologian, and he wrote 20-plus uh, books, which included, and I love this title, Jesus in bad company. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, that got him in hot water with the Catholic Church. For he believed in such things, get this, as Jesus not being a finished reality. Hello. And here's the quote that Diana included. Whoever feels attracted to Jesus cannot adequately explain why. We must be prepared to be always correcting our image of Jesus, for we will never exhaust what there is to know. Jesus is full of surprises. I love that. Jesus is full of surprises. Yeah. Now, here's one for you. Who among us is actually comfortable in talking about Jesus? Now, maybe in the room we are, okay, I'll give us that, but... What about publicly mm, sharing stories of Jesus about these surprises? Now, I ask this because truly and more importantly, your story, your story, when it's shared with mine and others, can inform, be relatable. It can add depth and dimension to, uh, for understanding and for uh, appreciation and celebration of who Jesus is in our lives. I also want to point out, and this is a PR moment, by the way, that currently there's a midweek chat that's being uh, led by Rev. Kathy. She's the senior pastor for Hollywood UMC. It's on Wednesday evenings at 6 p.m., and that's by Zoom. And this chat is a focus on Diana's latest book, as well as sharing stories about Jesus. So then I've, now that I've mentioned the sermon series and the study chat, we have the blessing of something that was specially recorded for us by Diana, so here it is. Hi, I'm Diana Butler-Bass, and I'm really excited that Harmony to Luca Lake and Hollywood United Methodist Church are going to spend time this fall studying my new book, Freeing Jesus. 
Freeing Jesus was a really great book to write during the pandemic. It gave me time to think back about my own journey as a Christian and how I've experienced Jesus in a number of different ways as friend, teacher, savior, Lord, way, and presence. The book is theological and it's also memoir, but mostly it invites you to think about your own story with Jesus over time. And I hope that as you enter into it, that you will discover not only Jesus, but your own heart, and that you might hear where God is calling you next. I hope you'll have a great time together, and I hope that my words will resonate with you, take you to places you didn't imagine, and challenge you to see Jesus in new ways. And thank you to Diana for that special message. And as she mentioned, we're going to touch on during these next six weeks, Jesus' friend, teacher, savior, uh, Lord, uh, way, and presence. Uh, granted, now, the six Jesuses who you know, well, they may be different than Diana's. Uh, you may even know eight or ten Jesuses. Or heading in the other direction, you may say, well, you know, I only got one. I only know one. And maybe you're looking to uh, know that Jesus uh, more deeply or anew. Uh, so today, what we're going to do is we're going to focus on Jesus as friend. Now, how many of us consider Jesus as friend? Now, often we pigeonhole Jesus and we say, all right, well, he's, he's stoic. He's very stoic, and he's sitting up on this higher level, all masterly in that. And, uh, but as a friend? Hmm. Someone who uh, chills out with us, enjoys a Guinness and a slice of pizza at the bar or wherever. Um, all right, well, maybe putting his arm around you to comfort or console you during your, while you're having a tough time. Or how about willing to uh, just be silly and scream and raise his hands up during a wild magic, roller, uh, magic mountain roller coaster ride? Huh? Imagine that. Or what about just sitting with you? And just being. What do you think about that Jesus? I think it'd be pretty cool to be on Magic Mountain roller coaster ride with that Jesus. Sound too good to be true? Okay, well, let me put it this way to you, and let's take us back when we were a child. Now, understand this might not apply. It might not apply to everyone, this example that I'm leading us to. But nevertheless, hang in there with me. As a child, what was one of the first songs? that you learned or heard at Sunday school? Give it to me. Ooh, just nailed it. Just nailed it. Jesus loves me, right? And how does that song go? Mm, Jesus. Let's all sing it together. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. <laughs> Acapella, no less. There we go. 
Now, that message of love, that needs to be reemphasized for a whole lot of us. Amen? Mm-hmm. And for a multitude of reasons. As Diana writes in her book, that song was the first theology. If you think about it, it was the first theology that we learned. Jesus loved children. Jesus is the one who protected us. We were loved, and that was whether we were at church or not. Jesus was there. Jesus as a loyal friend. Now, when many of us were little, we probably heard these words. You may have heard these three words that came from your parents or your guardians or your relatives. Go make friends. Go make friends. Right? These are the lessons that we learned from those first words, and they remain compelling to us. Now, be yourself. I talked about that two weeks ago in my message. Uh, What about welcome others? Practice kindness. Hmm? Um, What about, uh, so practice kindness and, oh, this one, this one. Play well together. Right? And that play well together leads to that concept of sharing with someone. So now, and you might have learned those lessons and these lessons as well on, by watching children's programming. I, I'm going to go back in the day when there was Captain Kangaroo, there was Sesame Street, uh, Mr. Rogers. And, and taking this further faith community, maybe, just maybe, this is why we encourage friendship and the youngest in our midst, because we're hoping against hope that they, <laughs> they do a better job of it than we did. And we also have an example in the Bible. Hello. First story right, at the, right out the gate, Genesis, right? It's about friendship. There's, there's God who is all lonely and, and wants a friend. So when the Holy One is doing all that creating, what's the last artistic flourish? Humankind, humankind, and why? So no one will be lonely. And with that, I'm going to ask, can you imagine yourself walking with God in the Garden of Eden? I want you to imagine that for a second. Imagine yourself walking with God in the Garden of Eden. How do you see yourself there? How do you see God? Serious? Is there laughter? Is there some kind of playfulness going on? Or are you fearful? Does God stand offish? I ask this because in the beginning, if you think about it, in the beginning with God and Adam and Eve, what was there? Mutual delight on that walk. Can you see that for yourself? But then we grow up and we're told, well, it's time you trade in that uh, friend Jesus for a more mature Jesus. We've forgotten how to play and some seemingly that's that carefree state that we were once in is now complicated by more worldly matters and we're told to stop with childish things, put away those childish things, however you define childish, and get serious. It's as though it's Jesus who removed the laughter from the equation of life and it's as though Jesus removed the friendly welcome sign. But 
Let me tell you, it's because that messaging is often frequently coming from within the doors of the church and the body of the, of the church. Hmm, ouch. Now, Diana takes a verse. I love this. Diana takes a verse from the Bible. It's from Matthew 8, uh, 18.3. And, uh, and Jesus says, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of God. I love what Diana does is she says, why don't we render this in a new way? Why don't we look at this in a fresh way? And she says it this way, truly I say to you, unless you return to first friendship, the way of trusting love and playfulness, you won't know anything about the promises of God. Now, if I want to focus a moment now on the Scripture reading that Kim uh, led and shared with us from John 15, 9 through 17, and there's a, there's a lot about love there, yeah? But there's the word friends is mentioned three times, and to go to the second one is, I no longer speak of you as subordinates because a subordinate doesn't know a superior's business. Instead, I call you friends because I have made known to you everything I have learned from Abba God. Jesus speaks of friendship, and there's this new understanding now with his disciples about what relationship is. There's a closeness, there's a, there's a bond that is happening here and has been formed with his friends his companions, the women and men that had been in the circle of, with Jesus and been part of his circle have now been transformed through this relationship with him. They have been brought into the very heart of God, which made me reflect, could they have been transformed without Jesus being a friend? Yeah, no doubt with him being Jesus and all, but would it have been as effective? Would it have been as an amazing a transformation? Jesus has made an invitational, lateral relationship with us rather than one that is hierarchical. Jesus has chosen to not place himself on a higher level in which we aren't worthy to be in his presence. We aren't worthy. We aren't worthy. You know any people like that? Jesus isn't interested in a friendship that is about networking purposes. Jesus isn't interested about using him so that we get in good with a certain crowd. Jesus isn't interested in a friendship that is based strictly about pleasure and just having a good time. Although I got to say he does love to chill out and have a glass of wine. What Jesus wants for us is to have a deep and meaningful relationship with him as his friend, one that builds into true friendship, not using him for what we want, for it's in this kind of relationship, friends, that a true friend, a true friend who loves as God loves will in time teach us how to love as God loves. And this is good for the entire world. This is the kind of friendship, relationship with Jesus that is available to everyone. Everyone. What is good for the world 
is something, it's like this example, it's something that happened back in August of 2019, and man, that seems like a long time ago, right? It was only two years ago, August of 2019. This was the beginning of the school year, and what you see in this photo are two little boys, both eight years old, and on their very first day of second grade. Uh, Christian Moore is on the right, and Connor Kreitz is on the left. Well, Connor, who is autistic, what happened was he had gotten on the bus, he was going to school, and this was for the very first time he had gotten on the bus and he had gotten to school. And so when he gets off the bus, uh, bus and he arrives at that elementary campus, what happens? He gets very fearful, he draws within, and then he goes to find a corner and he hides there and he starts to cry. He's unable to walk into that building. And there's Christian who saw Connor sensing he is overwhelmed. And what he does is he goes over to comfort him. And he reaches out for Connor's hand. Know what I just said? He reaches out. He doesn't grab it. He reaches out for Connor's hand. And it's taken. And then he helps lead him inside the building. This photo and this moment went viral. I mean, big time viral, to which uh, a reporter later talked with Connor and he asked him about Christian, and this is what he said He found me and held my hand, and I got happy tears. Happy tears. And Connor's mother later said, Christian is Connor's first real friend. And Christian's mother explained, They have an inseparable bond. And both mothers also shared this, one act of kindness. One act of kindness can change someone's life. It can change the world. Amen. Now, do you have happy tears after that, hearing that story? This is my commandment. This is what Jesus said, that you love one another as I have loved you. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Friendship is contingent on love, real love, compassion, empathy, reaching out, going beyond what we imagine is possible. This is the command, love. And if we reach out in love, friendship is the result, even friendship with God. Friendship is mutual, a hand extended and another reaching back. As Diana points out, sometimes we're the one who needs the hand, and at other times ours is the hand that reaches. Sometimes we are Connor, and sometimes we are to be Christian. Friendship is an eternal circle, the ceaseless reaching toward one another that strengthens and gives us joy. And when Jesus extends the hand of friendship and we reach back, everything, everything changes with that clasp. So I'm going to bring this message now to a close. Last Sunday, I spoke about community, how we're challenged to care for one another, love one another, that the community isn't whole if the one isn't welcomed, if the one isn't searched for, if the one isn't found. 
all must be included for the community to be whole. Well, I'm now going to connect today's message with that one, that Jesus' friendship is known in community. A wide open invitation to mutual love, care, and sharing. And what does that tell us? Don't keep this news to ourselves. Don't keep the news inward. Share that news outward. Share it out there with friends and neighbors about Jesus and bring them to the table. Allow them to come to the table and be invited to gatherings just like that's what Jesus did. Let's enjoy the companionship of all. Let's be a beacon of hope for this world. Blessed community, know this. Jesus is your friend. And let's be a friend. Amen? Amen. Now, before Melinda and the worship band as they're coming on, uh, inspire us with yet another awesome song. As part of Harmony's fourth birthday, we have individualized box lunches outside in the parking lot with tables and chairs set up under our new canopy. And there are sandwiches, salads with veggie options. I thought of Melinda. And so, <laughs> yes, and then next Sunday, uh, wanted, uh, as a heads up, not only are we going to celebrate communion, but we also have the always popular, and I see one of the beautiful creatures now, blessing of the animals next Sunday. Yes, I can't wait. So be sure to bring a, bring a friend, human or otherwise, as we celebrate all of God's creatures. All right, Melinda. <laughs> Please stand in body and spirit as we do this last worship song together. You called us out into darkness. You reached out. To save 